I invite you this morning to worship with me in prayer. Will you bow with me this morning, please? Lord, I need your help this morning, Lord. And Lord, you know what this is about. So help me this morning, Lord. Oh, Father, we just thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for the time that you will allow us to spend today in your written word with our Lord. Father, we are so thankful this morning that the scripture forever lives. How wonderful, Lord, it is to look back and relive the scene that we are going to look at this morning that has been captured by men moved by the Spirit of the living God that we may see, Lord, how it applies to us today. Lord, we thank you for the work that you have done in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit to regenerate us, Lord, to convert us and to transform us, Lord God. And now, Lord, as we sit here this morning and as we preach, your Spirit, Lord, will also sanctify us. And, Lord, one day we know, Lord, be it through the rapture, or through death, Lord, we will be glorified. And Lord, we do give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God. And all God people say amen. I apologize this morning. But I'm heavy burden this morning. And I just ask the church to pray for me while I stand up here and try to deliver this message. And as you know, we are soul, we are body, we are spirit. And our soul is divided up into our intellect, our emotion, and our will. And I ask you this morning, any time that you hear me say something that is of error, hold my mind hostage and not my heart. With that said, I think the appropriate place to start for Father's Day sermon is none other than the fifth commandment. And you know that commandment. And that commandment says, Honor thy father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which Yahweh, your God, give you. And that is in Exodus 20, uh, chapter 5. Thank you. And also there's another scripture I was reading yesterday over in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. And this uh, scripture was written to uh, Israelites' fathers. And listen to this verse. You shall teach God's command diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, 
and when you rise up. Now, Israelites' fathers were to be intentional about getting the word of God in their children. And they were supposed to be intentional, and this is the way that they was going to preserve the covenant that God had given unto them. And I stand here today, and I say that America's survival depend upon godly fathers instructing their children in the Lord in every opportunity that they get. And that's what I call those teachable moments. And I think about what Michael just said in regards about how much he has learned over the years from his own children. And they can teach us some things. And this morning, we honor fathers, and we should thank God for the grace and wisdom and in instituting the Christian family. This morning, I want you to look with me at a very inspirational dad from the Word of God. His name is Jairus, and we can learn a lot from his life. So please open your Bible to Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to look at verses 21 through 43. And first of all, we can learn from Brother Jairus. And the title of that sermon, as you know, is A Father Worth Following. And the first thing that we can learn from this particular father is one that Jairus seeked the Lord. He seek the Lord. And Jesus promised that if we seek him, we most definitely will find him. And that is exactly what Jairus did in verses 21 through 23. And I'm going to read those verses. Listen to those verses. And when Jesus has crossed over, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Now, Jairus was not a Sadducee or Pharisee or some official, but he was just a common labor in the Jewish synagogue that oversaw the daily operation of the synagogue. And as you know, many times Jesus would go into the synagogue, and as he would do so, perhaps Jairus would be one of the persons that would give the scroll to him to read. But be as it may, this was a very difficult thing for someone from the general, from the Jewish synagogue to do. But we all know that based upon reading those verses, Jairus was in a very desperate situation, knowing that he could not make his daughter well, but he knew someone could for the simple reason that he had heard about Jesus 
and perhaps had seen some of the miracles that Jesus had performed. And for you and I, there are times that our loved ones are hurting and there is nothing we can do to help them. And as we read, his daughter's condition was in a very helpless situation unless Jesus intervened. The love of Jairus overcame all the fears of his friends. And we will see later on where he had gone into his home and some of his friends began to laugh at Jesus. But as I said, this was very difficult for a Jewish person to do, knowing that the Jewish leadership desired to kill Jesus. But this man found himself in a helpless situation and he wanted his daughter to live, and he had come to Jesus as a last resort. Now, Jairus shows us exactly what to do in situation of need. Seek the Lord. Take your troubles to Jesus. Go to Jesus humbly, boldly, and expecting Jesus to do something. This man went to Jesus expecting Jesus to do something. And that's something that I do Sunday after Sunday. I come to church Sunday after Sunday expecting Jesus to do something. And I encourage each of you to do likewise. Just don't come to Sunday service, but come looking for Jesus to do something in your life or in the life of someone that you know that needs Jesus. You know, I think about the, the, the situation of the, the beggar sitting outside of the beautiful gate when, when Peter and John came by. And if you recall that situation, the man was sitting out begging. And you know how beggars got a, a, a knack to do. They would kind of sit out because they was embarrassed and they were shamed that they had to beg. And they would sit there like that. And and, when Peter came by and he touched the man and said, hey, look, look, look at me. Expect something from me. And the man looked up expecting from Peter and guess what he got? And that's what I'm saying is we got to come to church on Sunday expecting Jesus to do something. And that's, that's exactly what Jairus did when he went to Jesus. He went expecting Jesus to do something because he had heard about Jesus and he perhaps had seen some of Jesus' miracles. So seek the Lord for his help. Listen to the words of King David. The Lord is righteous in his ways, gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. That's what King David said. And you can be a father worth following if you seek the Lord. And I encourage you this morning, and I'm probably talking to the choir this morning, but I stand here realizing that the choir also realized that there's someone that they know need to seek the Lord. So we are going to go out this day and we're going to encourage those fathers to do exactly that. Another thing that we can learn from Jairus is 
A father worth following is one that worship the Lord. A father that is worth following is one that worship the Lord. Look at verse 22. Verse 22 says, he fell at his feet. He fell at his feet. Now you got to understand, the Jews that time did not have a king, but they had a God. And the implication here, Jairus is falling at the feet of Jesus because Jairus has come to realize something because we know the book of Mark is portraying that Jesus is the son of God. That's what's going on in Mark. Showing that Jesus Christ is the son of God and Jairus has come to the reality to realize that that man is who he say he is. So that tells us that when Jairus came to Jesus, he worshipped him, and we all need to worship the Lord. But dads, our worship is especially important for us to be the father God wants us to be. Jairus fell down at Jesus' feet without reservation. And notice that Jairus went himself. Now, this was a man that had authority. He perhaps could have sent someone else, but he went himself. He did not send his wife, and he did not send a servant. He went to Jesus himself. And I tell you this morning, our society would be infinitely better off today if dad would seek Jesus without shame. And that's what Jairus was doing because this was a shameful situation for a Jewish man to do what he was doing. Think about Nicodemus. He's going to go and see Jesus at night because that was a shameful, embarrassing situation for him to do. And here's Jairus is doing the same thing. If we all would be the spiritual leaders in our home, our nation is in the predicament that it's in because dads are out seeking golf balls on Sunday morning instead of seeking God. Dads are out on Sunday morning seeking victories in soccer for their kids instead of seeking God. But we see a dad worth following is one that seek the Lord. One that worship the Lord. So I encourage you, Dad, continue to let your kids see you seeking the Lord in worship. Take them to church. And I, I see that to be the case here this morning. Pray with them. May God help us all to be dads who will faithfully assemble together and worship the Lord. You can be a dad worth following as you worship the Lord. Another thing that we can learn from Jairus is this. A father worth following is one that stands up for his children. And that's exactly what Jairus is doing in this situation. We see his love in the way that he came for Je he came to Jesus and look at verses 22 through 23 it says when Jairus saw Jesus he fell at his feet and begged him honestly saying 
my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Now, one thing you have to do is you have to put these stories together by looking at Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Matthew says that the little girl had already died. But Mark says she is near death. Jairus was passionately about the, his little girl well-being. And God wants us to care like that. This is crucial for our children. The liberal media, media will tell you that having a dad in the home doesn't matter. But we do not believe that. We need to realize the tremendously impact that dad have on children. I can cite you all kinds of negative statistics for not having a father in the home. But also, I can remind you that I can also cite statistics for having an unsaved dad in the home, not in heart and mind, can also have a negative impact as well on our children. So you matter, dads. In all kinds of ways, dads are vitally important to our children. So be like Jairus and be passionate about your children' well-being. Now, Jairus obviously cared, and one of the best ways he showed he was by inviting Jesus into his home. In verse 23 it says, Jairus said, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. You see, he is inviting Jesus into his home. Dad, I tell you this morning, there is nothing better you can do for your children than to bring Jesus into your home. We all perhaps know dad that has not invited Jesus into their home. So this morning, I asked all dads here to add to your prayer list that God would do a work of grace in men who would stand with Joshua and declare to the world, as for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. Oh, that God will give us dads who will bring Jesus into their home. So we must invite Jesus into our home. Nothing is more important for our children. Children need to be connected to Jesus. In Jairus' case, it was for a miracle, a miracle for physical healing. But in our case, it is for something infinitely more important. It is for spiritual healing. We don't just want our children to live. We want them to live and to live forever with Jesus Christ. I think I would not be stepping over my bounds to go to the point to say that Jairus had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It was a brand new relationship where he had personally met the Lord. And in this relationship, Jairus talked with the Lord, trusted the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord. This is the kind of relationship God wants to have with all of us, a relationship that saves our soul and changes our life. You can be a father worth following if you stand for your children.
Also, another thing that we can learn from Jairus is a father worth following is one that also stays close to the Savior. Jairus ran into an unexpected hole-up in verses 24 through 35. And I'm not going to read all those verses, but let me just say this here. Jesus had agreed to come home with Jairus, but along the way, a very sick woman touched the Lord and was healed, and it was a wonderful miracle. And I can only imagine that Jairus was somewhat disturbed with this hold-up. But also, it's interesting that Jairus was willing to invite Jesus into his home to perform a miracle, but yet this woman was interested in touching Jesus because she was a reject from society. She was expelled from the synagogue because of this disease that she had, which was an incurable disease as well. But I say this, the delay had to worry Jairus. In verse 34, Jesus told the woman, Daughter, your fate has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, when Mark opened this story, he said a woman came to Jesus to touch him. But you notice in this case, Jesus is calling her daughter. He is saying, daughter, daughter, your fate has made you well. She has entered into the family of God. And then he en encouraged her to go in peace. She not only received physical healing and spiritual healing, but she has made peace with God as well. But notice in verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some came from Jairus' home and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Perhaps the delay was Jairus' daughter is what impacted and had an impact upon her death. In fact, about it, there was a similar situation with Lazarus. Jesus stayed extra days when he had received the message that Lazarus was ill. And when he got there, Lazarus was dead. So perhaps this delay only further showed that Jesus is the Son of God by virtue of not getting to the home to touch this young girl while she still was alive, but getting to the home after she had passed away to raise her from the dead, to really show the power of God and who he exactly was. So we see Jesus showing his power to resurrect this young girl. It would have been so easy for Jairus to run away in despair, but he stayed close to the Lord. Jairus stayed, and in verse 36, he heard Jesus speak these words. Do not be afraid, only believe. And what Jesus is saying to Jairus is, keep on believing. Jairus, maintain the faith you came to me initially with. You came to me initially believing that I can help you. Believe still, Jairus, that I can help you even after your child have passed away. So this morning, Dad, I encourage you that when unexpected problems crop up, stay close to the Savior.
Dad, I encourage you this morning, when other people seem to be blessed and you seem to be forgotten, stay close to the Savior. Dad, I encourage you this morning, when your situation seems hopeless, stay close to the Savior. Haven Baptist, even when things seem worse than they ever, stay close to the Savior. You and all of us can be a father worth following if you stay close to the Savior. Also, another thing that we can learn from Jairus, a father worth following, is one that smother his fears with faith. Of course, Jairus was afraid. In verse 35, it says, He heard those crushing words, Your daughter is dead. And things didn't look as a bit better when they got to the house. Listen to verse 38 through 40. When they invited Jesus to the house, Jesus saw that all was in great confusion. With unrestrained weeping and wailing, he went inside and he spoke to the people, why all this weeping and commotion? He asked, the child, the child is dead. She is only asleep. They laughed. See, here are Jairus' friends are laughing at him. So this was an insult for this Jewish man to go to Jesus. And here's a situation where you see peoples in his home who perhaps are friends, could be family members who are laughing at him. Now, based upon what Jesus is saying, she is not dead, she is asleep. Of course, Jairus was afraid. But back in verse 36, Jesus had told him, do not be afraid, Jairus, only believe. Jairus, you came to me in faith, keep faith. Stay in faith. Many of us, many of us have been where Jairus was that day. You thought things were bad, but all of a sudden they got worse. The storm turned into a tornado. Time has run out for you and the situation looks absolutely hopeless. What can we do in a situation like that? Smother your fears with faith. Keep on believing in Jesus. Keep on believing in Jesus. And that's what Jairus was encouraged to do. In verses 40 through 42, Jesus came through for Jairus in a miraculous way. In verse 40, they ridiculed Jesus. But when he had put them all outside, and he put all the disbelieving mourners who had disqualified themselves from witnessing to this girl's resurrection. He took the parents of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then in verse 41, he took the child by the hand and he said to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. The power of life and death is in Jesus' hand. Eternal life and death is in his hands as well. In verse 42, immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. Just as Jesus came through for Jairus, he forever lived to always come through for us. 
No, we will not always see miraculous healing in this world, but Jesus Christ will always come through for us. So I encourage you this morning, dads, to smother your fears with faith. Do not be afraid, only believe. Dad, this morning, trust in the Lord. Dads, trust in his words and his works. Dad, trust when you get the most disastrous news. Dads, trust when others are laughing in disbelief. Dads, trust to do the most, trust Jesus to do the most amazing thing in your life. Trust him, dads, even when the miracle does not come through for you. Be a dad who believes that all things are possible with God. Overcome your fears with faith. We can all be people worth following. We can all be friends, neighbors, and family members worth following. If we will do what Jairus did. Seek the Lord. Stand up for your children. Stay close to the Savior. And smother your fear with faith. Then and only then can we have a nation under God and a society where generations inherit the blessing of God's favor. So with that said, I wish all my brothers in Christ a happy Father's Day. And let us pray. Lord, we bless you this morning. We pray for all earthly fathers. And Lord, we just ask you to strengthen and to nurture them. Protect them, Lord, and guide them, Lord, as they entrust their children, Lord, with your holy word. Lord, we just ask you to instill within them the virtue of love and patience. And through the ministration of your Holy Spirit, Lord, we just ask you to help them, Lord, to remain steadfast and be an example of faithfulness and responsibility and loving kindness through Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. And all God people say, Amen.